I do. And I don't. That's right. It's I do and I don't. I'm Joel. I'm Kat. And we're here to answer your questions about marriage and long-term relationships, which are hopefully leading to marriage, or maybe you're just out of a marriage. But basically, uh, we are marriage counselors, uh, one of whom has never, ever been married, and nor has really had a successful, very long-term relationship. And the other... I don't know that I have ever had a successful long-term relationship either. A longer relationship. I've had a longer relationship than you. I've made a person. Um, I'm a minister and I help people get married all the time. Yeah, you're an aficionado at weddings. (laughs) And uh, so, and that's a skill. And then, and you actually wrote a book about About penises. I did. So, um, (laughs) and that's, you can look that up. It's called How Big Is Your Little Guy? (laughs) It's not. It's called Keeping It Up. Right. yeah, close Keep enough. It, it's called Keeping It Up with the Kardashians. And uh, <laughs> it's called Keeping It Up. And you can look that up through our uh, both rich, rich experiences. Yours somewhat more rich than mine. We are giving the best advice you're going to find on the internet. Uh, we have questions that people send to I do and I don't show at gmail.com. That's right. And so if you are listening to this and you're just lost, send us your questions. We will answer them. And fix all your problems, guaranteed. I no, we no we guaranteed. Can't. No <laughs> guaranteed. Okay, Joel will guarantee. Guaranteed. Not, I make no guarantees. Yeah, I'm not sure what you're gonna get if the guarantee doesn't work out or whatever. And by marriage counselors, what he actually meant was two people who are not qualified in any way to counsel people legally speaking. So we we'll, slash marriage counselors. <laughs> slash marriage counselors. <laughs> so I, I think you know we're gonna give us give this our best shot and hopefully try to offer some help. And, and I'm insight. not gonna be so careful for legal reasons and I'm gonna say I can fix your problems, give me your issues, and I will guarantee that I will counsel you so well that I will either fix your marriage or make sure that it ends properly as it should. <laughs> okay. That's a bold, bold claim, but yeah. we'll see. Or, or help you find love, e- eternal love. Okay. So um, Kat asks the question. She, she gets the questions. She reads them. Um, she Wikipedia's the answer. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then she brings them to me and I give better advice than she ever could after studying for th- about, I think each episode you've studied three months worth for each of the questions. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And then I give her about, uh, two minutes to talk about it and I ramble on for about 15 minutes and, uh, and we get the truth. So what's the first question we have today? Okay. Today's first question My partner is 10 years younger than I am. I'm definitely at the age where trying to have a baby will prove to be challenging. It's early in the relationship, but I feel strongly connected. He compliments my personality in the kinds of way that make me want to grow, and I feel like I do the same for him. I already have a child from a previous relationship. My partner's undecided about whether or not he wants his own biological kid. I've told him I would absolutely raise more children, but I don't know whether or not I could have them myself. Is it selfish of me to nurture this relationship, knowing that he has decades to decide whether or not he wants kids? Should I let him go so he can find someone younger? 
First of all, there's someone <laughs> leaf blowing. First or of something. all, the face you were making when I looked up at you. <laughs> what was that saying? <laughs> it was like horrified. Were you horrified at the leaf blowing or at the I'm question? A, I'm annoyed by both of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, in my mind, I was saying, how old is this woman? And how young is that guy? Like, what is the age discrepancy here? It's 10 years. Oh, that's what she said? Yeah, 10 years younger. He's, she said decades. My partner is 10 years no, younger No, no, but then I later am. on she goes, he has decades to decide. Well, yeah, don't. So if she's 30 and he's 20? Well, no, 30 is not an age where you can't have a so child. So she's 40? Let's say, yeah. 45 and he's 35? Yeah. He has decades? Doesn't he? I suppose. I guess guys always have. But like who? Let's get, not get too caught up in the math. Well, I kind of started listening to this <laughs> buzz saw going on outside. Okay, so, so Joel's guaranteed advice <laughs> is only for it? Ready for it? On his ability to from pay From what attention. I got from it, uh, <laughs> artificial insemination. Next. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was the thrust of the question. No pun intended. <laughs> so now um, don't read it again. Because it was long. Please don't. But paraphrase it for me. So she feels that she's so old that she may or not be able to conceive. Right. And she, but she really wants a baby now. I think she would be willing. It says she. He wants the babies. He's undecided. He's undecided. She doesn't. She, she's undecided. She says she would parent again, but isn't sure. Oh, she, she has would. a baby. She does. She, she has, a, she has, has a, kid. a kid. So. Uh, whew. so he's undecided. So, so the question really is, um, should we have a baby so that he gets a baby <laughs> under his belt? Because in the future he may want a baby. I'm not going to be able to. That's so we right. should just have a, a baby now, now a <laughs> con- contingency baby. Is that what she's asking? <laughs> I mean, now when you say it like that, is that, but is that what it, like I was half listening. I hope I heard wrong. <laughs> She's looking to see if she should make a contingency baby with this guy. No, I think she's wondering if she should pursue the relationship. Like in decades, are you happy we had that baby? <laughs> nah, not really. Okay. Well, we good thing we did in case, you know. <laughs> um, so she wants to know if she should pursue the relationship, or if she should just let it go so he can find someone younger. Oof! Yeah, based on baby. Based on whether or not he may or may not want a future. Oh, this future is the biology. dumbest question. We. <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> no judgment here, folks. It's so dumb. <laughs> but. Uh, this is the, th- and I don't want to make fun of anyone that's okay, let's, written in because we want it. other people. Let's to talk write about in. why it's dumb. It's dumb because it, it's it's such a um, it, it it doesn't matter. So he the thing is that um, well I guess it, okay. So what's her fear? Her fear is that decades later. I guess it sounds like her fear is that. He's going to want he's to have a want biological kids, child. And he's going to have to leave her eventually to have those children. Potentially. So, because because really the, that's the only like what's the so what's the scenario when she's sixty and he's forty? And, she's not twenty years right, older. <laughs> she's again. You math. you really said let's not worry about the math, and I <laughs> totally really forgot okay. everything. So she's sixty and he's. Let's say she's 50 and he's 40. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the ship has sailed. Right. 
And uh, he goes, oh, I actually do want to have a baby now that I'm 40. I just realized that I want children of my own. <laughs> so then she'll go, but I told you. And then um, he'll be like, sorry, babe, got to go make a baby with someone else. Okay, so that's the... So then he'll leave her because he desperately wants the baby. Why is that so funny? Like that's the fear, right? Yeah, I guess that's the fear. Because the and the other the other side of that fear could be he wants to stay with me, but he's going to always uh resent, resent me, me that my body can't have babies when I'm 50. What? So basically she's afraid he's an asshole. It's Yeah, like cuz like. it's cuz he's like okay, if she's 40 now and he's 30, like he's not a kid. Right. Right? So if he's like, I might want to have kids, I might not. Like, okay, you're making a choice here right now. And we're presuming she hasn't lied to him about how old she is. Yeah. So he knows what he's getting into. Yeah, which one of you is the asshole? <laughs> like, you're dumb. Whoever wrote the... No, I'm just joking. It's not a dumb question necessarily now that I'm unpacking it. But so, like, um, I would say the only thing that you can do here is freeze your eggs. <laughs> That's because you can. That's, that's reliable. A thing. Absolutely. Okay. Freeze all of your eggs that you get. If you have any viable if, eggs left. Yeah. Get them frozen, and then <laughs> frozen. <laughs> add a D on that. Get them the movie Frozen, and then uh, just line up a surrogate when you if the time comes because his spunk is still going to be good. Mm-hmm. It always is forever. 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 So. Um, You'll you'll have the eggs. You guys will have a biological child that belongs to both of you, just via someone else's womb, and everything will be fine. That's the reasonable solution. Do you think that she's throwing up this age thing because she's afraid of commitment? Ooh, ooh, or just committing to this guy because he's so young. She's looking for things, or whatever the reason. She just doesn't like his face. Um, so whatever the reason, she's coming. Yeah, if you are feeling insecure about stupid things in the future. It is. It's a huge variable in the future, isn't it? It's like so unpredictable. Like it, he there's might nothing want to say. children. He might want children. Maybe he wants children. But if he leaves her for someone who's of childbearing age, what if they can't have children? Oh yeah, there's so many things. It seems like a preposterous it's thing. So to worry silly. About, That's right? why it's yeah, it's absolutely. Silly. But if you do want to do a like a have that contingency plan for when he. Uh, wants children if he yeah, ever does you probably forgot about this part after your yep. face started to glaze over yep. but um she had said she would raise more children she just didn't know if she could have them biologically so there's really not an issue here at all yeah but the, the only yeah the, there's no issue now there's only an issue potentially in the future if he decides that if he changes it because he's still a human being right now as an adult who's going i'm indifferent <laughs> like, it's it's so silly yeah. So, like, well, when you were indifferent, I was telling you that my eggs were shriveling. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? Is that how you word it? Uh, generally, no. But my eggs are becoming raisins. Is that how anyone has ever <laughs> I, said it? I think it? they use the term "no longer viable." Oh, my eggs are no longer viable. That's right. Which let's hope that they are, because you got to freeze some. And uh, yeah, like also, like you're open. Like, there's no reason to not get into this, this relationship. He can make decisions mm-hmm. as a fully grown adult male. Hopefully. <laughs> Probably not good ones, knowing <laughs> fully grown adult males. But 
he can make decisions. So just like, I mean, I'm sure he has the information at his fingertips. Mm -hmm. Like we're we're presuming she's been transparent about her age and her own desires. Again, you think she's a liar? Well, I don't know. It just seems like a very complex situation to worry about that. Yeah, it like, seems may or like may a, not ever come to it seems like an absolutely not complex situation that she's making up in her head. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's it's interesting we're on the same page with this one because uh, yeah. I didn't realize how stupid it was, <laughs> and then I <laughs> I feel bad. Only in unpacking it did we get to the yeah, heart of it's in just fact, so pointless irrational. to worry about. That. I think my advice would be let's, break up with him. Let's deal with your anxiety. Yeah, just wonder First. to go. Why am I thinking about yeah. this stuff? Yeah, it, it, if you've been clear and things are still progressing, mm-hmm. you need to address your anxiety. Yeah, and and he has to make his decisions. Mm-hmm. You're not unbecoming forty or however old you are. Like mm-hmm. that's not going to change. The only thing that could change is he wants to have children, so he should come up with that now. And if you're worried that I think that's probably where the fear lies. Yeah, you, like she doesn't want to She's going he's going to leave me eventually and I'll have spent 10 years with this guy who now I'm 50 and now I But at least know. her biological clock wasn't ticking all that time, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> It's not like she's going to miss out on having children because she'd already That's done true. That. That's true. So what does she really lose here? I mean, she, she gets loses, to bang a guy who's 10 years yeah, younger than her for her ever long. <laughs> and you don't have Wait, to, what's happening? I've become the insensitive You don't have to take those pesky pills or anything no. like that because you're already barren. Yeah, like no, no need for birth control. Yeah, it's so excellent. So yeah, just have a fun <sighs> time. Don't take it too seriously. Okay, one way to do it is have fun time. Don't take it too seriously. Assume that he's going to want children and never get too close. That's healthy. And then the other way is to freeze your eggs if you still have a few that are kicking around. There are all kinds of ways to have a child if two people really want to have a child. Yeah. And I feel like this is not an issue that needs to be of such monumental concern that you're considering ending the relationship. Trust me. She's asking, should I even get into this? Frankly, it's probably going to last another month. You sound like a basket case. You're not going to put up with it. You're going to be overthinking everything. Like, this is just the, he's just going to be like, eh, you're a little crazy, and then be done with it. And then it. that's it. He's, that's such a rude thing to say. It's you're, so You're probably a sweetheart. So and mean. You're being so conscientious, and that is lovely. Or maybe she's got some real abandonment fear. Sure. Yeah. And, but hey, look, you always have your other kids that you made previously to mm-hmm. this. So, you know, you'll never be alone. I think we answered that question. <laughs> okay, just in in summary. Okay. Stop worrying about this. Don't worry about. It. Don't worry about this. If the relationship is moving forward, just take it at face value and really maybe examine the reasons why you're so afraid of being abandoned. Yeah. Down the road. Yeah. For and let him make choices. Yeah. Just make sure he has all the information and don't talk too much about it cuz it's just a really going to be a boring conversation. You're creating a roadblock in yeah. your own relationship. Okay. Are you ready for the next one? I'm almost afraid to read it now. <clears throat> Is it another idiot? No, I'm just joking. I shouldn't say that about our listeners. No, nobody's an idiot. There are no dumb questions. No, it made sense why I there don't might think be you're stupid, and I don't there. think you're an idiot. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. I was saying that for humor's sake, mm-hmm. but you're oh, you're the greatest. <laughs> That just went too far in the other direction. Like you busted. You're the best. You, there's no one better than you. You're, and you're a great mom. 
I can't not laugh. Okay, <clears throat> question number two. My husband and I have been happily married for four years. Before getting married, we dated for two. We've been talking about exploring consensual non-monogamy. Mm. I'm also bisexual and really miss being with women from time to time. How do we tread this path without destroying what we've built? Well, this isn't a question that I can answer. <laughs> <laughs> Why not, Joel? I have no idea. But this that's, uh, seems like... So what? She They're both interested in it? Mm-hmm. All right. So where's the question? They want to tread the path without destroying what they've built. Okay. So they've created a good relationship, presumably, but now they mm-hmm. want to branch out. My question is, does, does he get to join in when she's uh, fooling around with the, uh, another lady? Um, they were not that specific. That's the follow-up I would do. Mm-hmm. Should we go into your uh, polyamorous relationship? I think we just did. <laughs> well, I, that's obviously where this question must lead. <laughs> but now, are they looking for, in the question, is it just like extracurriculars? Or are they looking for another person in the they well, didn't really specify that they use the term consensual non-monogamy versus polyamory so there is a difference there so right. here's where we where i get to flex my muscles i guess um for those of you who don't know which is presumably most of you i was in a polyamorous relationship for nine years so polyamory is when you have more than one loving relationship simultaneously happening and everybody knows about what's going on so there's no lying or deceit it's all clear and open but it's still kind of a fixed group uh not well polyamory is a huge umbrella so some people stay let's use the word monogamous within whatever relationship trinogamous yeah trinogamous sometimes <laughs> quadnogamous sometimes. nice yeah <laughs> i mean we could just keep going but you get the idea yeah. so they're closed within their circle of partners yeah. other people um have one primary relationship and then they're open to other sexual partners that they have meaningful relationships with mm-hmm. in consensual non-monogamy i think the difference is in perhaps uh, the context of the other relationships beyond the primary relationship. And again, I I think it's largely up to the couple to decide what that's going to look like. And again, it's like a, did I just say and again, like seven times in a row? You're just adding so much to this and I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Um, It's up to the couples themselves to decide what that's going to look like. And I would always suggest that people begin by reading. There's all kinds of information out there now. Lots of people are experimenting with the idea of monogamy or non-monogamy and have written about their experiences. Now, I'd like to know in these, and I don't know if you know of a book. I know of several books. You know of several books. Mm-hmm. But is there of a book written by someone who is uh, like has been in like a 50-year, like maybe not 50, but like a 25 or like a 30-year mono- polyamorous, um, you know, trifecta? I think the first book of this ilk that came into popular awareness, which is called The Ethical Slut, mm-hmm. um, the writers of that book are probably in their 50s or their 60s now. So presumably they've been experimenting with non-monogamy for quite some time. Okay, so this is the more, uh, not the like thruple thing, but more of the a bunch of different people while we're with this other person. Like um, the- <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, the ethical slut is called a practical guide to polyamory, open relationships, and other freedoms. That didn't answer my question. Um, <laughs> I'm looking for. I'm looking for in my own uh, just thinking about this sort of thing and 
considering, uh, not necessarily doing it, but what it would entail. Um, I feel like there is so much room to damage something. A hundred percent. Uh, because, because of egos, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And people don't, it's so interesting because, um, people will say, uh, you know, it's not natural to want to be with, to, to only be with one person. Mm -hmm. We are animals that want to breed or want to go and experience more than one person. So, monogamy in the long term is just an unnatural thing that we force on ourselves because uh, maybe religion or social constraints that have come about. uh, Why have they come about? We don't know. They're not natural, but our inclination to bang is natural. Mm -hmm. But I find that the feeling of jealousy is very natural. Like it comes naturally. Yes. I don't think that that is something that's just, oh, that was taught. Like, well, I'm going to argue that with but you. But why? But how can you say the one is taught and the other one isn't taught? I think that jealousy as an emotion that we experience comes from this idea of possessiveness. So it's a bad emotion, even if it is natural. Um, I don't think there are any bad emotions. It's a complex and difficult and possibly damaging emotion. The wrong emotion? <laughs> no, I mean, it's just, it is what it is. But I think it's there because we... It's negative. If it's doing all this harm, then it's, we've got to look at it as a negative emotion. We can't go, it's a viable emotion. Like, it is a viable it's emotion. A ba- it's a one that you could try to get rid of. Yeah. Not necessary? Um, it isn't necessary. I would agree. Uh, but we learn to be jealous because we're taught that when we love someone, they become our possession. Mm. You know, we're taught that we belong to somebody. But and I, that's a very romanticized idea of love, that you belong to someone. But it is, it isn't, I, I got to say, I, like, that's not a bad thing either. Like, I like, not, not possession. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is not the right word. But that, like two people thing i like that mm-hmm. you know like i don't think like and that goes along with i touched on this the last episode too where it's like it feels like if you're like if you're in your 20s and you're just like let's be non-monogamous you know because <laughs> that's how people in their 20s talk <laughs> let's be non-monogamous man uh that's fun but like once you get sort of upwards in years isn't it tiring to be non-monogamous yeah like again let's approach like how are you doing this some people find that in exploring polyamory that they are more monogamous than they thought they were and so then their ideal scenario looks something like a solid partnership where they get to explore other people together from time to time so it's just like uh you you're not eating uh dessert every day right just once in a while, you're just like, let's have a brownie. But let's share it with yeah. two spoons. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, but and let's always make it a girl brownie. I don't want another boy brownie. <laughs> Hypothetically, <laughs> I suppose. That's another boy. Come on. That's a gross brownie. <laughs> and so this is why, like, some research and communication are Fine. Very- you can touch the brownie with your spoon, but I am not going near that brownie. <laughs> I will hold the camera while you eat yeah, that brownie because yeah. I can't. I'm anyway. just going to sit over here. Actually, I'm going into the other room. <laughs> Call me when you're done your brownie. Yeah. Do not leave crumbs in the bed. Can you, get, oh, can you keep it down in there with your brownie? <laughs> <laughs> I can hear you smacking. Oh, 
God. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess this exploration of non-monogamy can look however the couple wants it to look, mm -hmm. but everybody needs to be in agreement, which is why some research is good. And then some interesting conversations are definitely necessary. Yeah. I think you need parameters too. Like what, yeah. if, what feels okay to try and what doesn't? And like, how do you navigate your way out of a scenario if someone's uncomfortable? Are you starting to use safe words? So this is when they're bringing someone else and they're both there. Yeah, Because if she's just going and doing her thing and he's going to do and again thing. is that even something you want to do separate right if together? it's all just like uh threesome stuff how are you protecting yourselves as no. well you know and what's the speaking? thing where like um <clears throat> i'm assuming that you've had threesome type scenarios and stuff like that when you're in a polyamorous relationship that doesn't always mean you all sleep together not necessarily you no. could just share mm -hmm. one amazing dong <laughs> <laughs> Or vagina, but I don't think that's as common in a threesome relationship. And it's in this kind of thing, I shouldn't say threesome relationship, but in this kind of thing where it seems like they're the two people and they might just have an extra mm -hmm. in there for the dessert or whatever. A unicorn? Is this what we're calling them? It is, this is what they are called. They're called unicorns because yeah. they're people that are actually interested. Yeah, in having sex with couples <laughs> occasionally <Okay>. for fun. <laughs> yeah, so this unicorn... Well, I, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> no, uh, so... I, I feel like I'm watching your brain explode a little bit right now. No, so when this unicorn comes in, um, the thing is, there's... Again, we're talking about ego and jealousy and stuff. Like, how much attention do I give the new toy, you know, versus, you know, how do I validate my partner and still have a great time with mm -hmm. this other person? And what do they need? You know, exactly what is going on here? That, and again, like, if you cannot communicate well with your partner, you cannot... You're screwed. You cannot You're enjoy, not screwed. Wink, wink. <laughs> you cannot enjoy consensual non-monogamy. If you have challenges in communication to begin with, this is going to be, like, the nail on your coffin. Right. I can say that with great authority and expertise. So talk, 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 talk. Yeah, there's going to be eventually, so much talking that yeah. it's going to be exhausting in the nature of it all. Or maybe it's not. Some people are unbelievably good at navigating this kind of stuff i promise there will be uncomfortable feelings regardless of what happens i promise there will be jealousy to navigate promise yep. that's a guarantee it's a guarantee that's a guarantee <laughs> i can make with great confidence you will definitely have to navigate some complex emotion and jealousy is it worth it i like, would say that if you're both committed to exploring this it is worth it if you want it yeah if you both want it if it's both if it's a path that both people feel strongly compelled to explore it's 100 percent worth it especially if you're coming from a foundation of love and trust mm -hmm. like if you have something really solid with your partner and you feel like you can trust them to speak their mind even if it's hard stuff to talk about it can be super rewarding. Is it a bad attitude to say, well, it'd be a good idea to do this instead of, uh, you know, somebody going elsewhere and, and maybe cheating or, um, you know, being unfaithful in some way because they want that extracurricular activity. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do this in lieu of that. That seems like a bad way of coming at it. Don't you think it's a super healthy way of coming out? Well, it just seems like already it's just like, well, we're trying to avoid something we don't want by doing this other thing that I don't, that I want, um, that doesn't offend me as much. But I feel like both people need to be excited about it is what I'm oh, getting yeah, at. Oh, yeah, 100%. As opposed to we're doing it to avoid this other thing. 
Yeah, I think if you're approaching polyamory or consensual non-monogamy because you feel like it's a given that at some point someone's <laughs> going to cheat on you, yeah. that might not they be. They want a little bit of strange. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like that's so normal though, don't Which you? Which part? Wanting like, something different? Yeah, people craving or being attracted to other people within the course well, of a long-term relationship. You're definitely going to be sitting there going, oh, she's so beautiful. Or mm-hmm. I'm just, ho- I think it's the romantic in me because it's never happened yet. <laughs> I've just had the failed relationships as we've uh, noted. But I just feel like a uh, it'd be nice to believe that you can be happy with one person because there is that that intimacy it feels like you would be more intimate with somebody that you're not sharing, but that could be a misconception. I think it is a misconception, but I think it's not for everyone too. I can wholeheartedly say that there are some people who are hardwired for monogamy. I think I could potentially be one of those people, ironically, but I think that finding someone who can match your needs in that way is super challenging. It's tough. Because it's not just physical need. It's like a need for an emotional intimacy and... The love language thing we just touched on. Absolutely. The way you experience the, your, the world together needs to be aligned. There's a lot of variables that would lend itself to a successful long-term relationship. Now, I'd like to bring up this idea that I've had about threesomes Um Previously, and I think it can tie into this uh, question potentially. Um, you know, we talked, uh, we spoke, I think, last episode about how, like, oh my goodness, you got to go and have all these hookups and they're never going to be that good. The sex is never going to be as good as if you have your sex friend and mm-hmm. then you're just meeting other people or whatever. And I feel like in a threesome scenario, those same rules should apply. So, like, if you are constantly having new random partners come into your bedroom, your threesome experiences, how are they going to be, like, maybe you got you and your uh, significant other will be on the same page with things, but this, this is another person you got to learn, mm-hmm. and they got to learn you. Like, how are you having really great experiences unless you do it with them, like, five times or so? <laughs> So I I think in these scenarios, maybe sometimes the very act of it is supercharged enough with eroticism for both people that just doing that. But that's just gimmicky. I it's, feel like that's it's just, it's just a gimmick. For yeah, sure. and it's just silly. Like, get but I feel through. this way about 69. What about it? Like some people love 69. They're like all about 69. But I feel like the reality of 69 is just so much overwhelm and confusion. It's just like I can't. I think. How I th- do people actually enjoy that? There's too much going on. Yeah. I think what you need to do in that scenario, if I, to offer you some advice, <laughs> <laughs> is that like you got to trade off um, focus. So. Right. Basically, I would suggest let focus on your thing, what he's doing or she, but focus on what the other person's doing for you. And then, especially if it's a guy, focus on what he's doing. And because you can just be holding his dick and that's fine. <laughs> like, you, you don't like it could be just resting in your mouth and that's all right. You don't need to be doing you very don't have much. To be so you active. don't have to be active. Okay. Just let him do his thing and just have the thing you know play with it a little bit but mindlessly right and that'll be fine and then you'll enjoy it hopefully and not be too distracted like don't be distracted by it. i mean it's, it's isn't it still a nice experience <laughs> <laughs> like, who, remember how we were like let's not personalize sorry this. you don't like a dick in your face okay so 
What happened? We Sorry. Really... I, I, remind me. You don't want balls resting on your forehead. Go on. Okay. So um, pushing through that, I see what you're saying, but I, I would say that if you can get a threesome sex friend, oh, you're probably going to have the best sex of your life. That's where you were going with that. Yeah. Because you're going to be comfortable with this person mm-hmm. and they're going to be a regular, you'll yep. know their thing. They'll know your thing. Yeah. Condoms be damned. And you're just having a ball. Yeah. This is a monogamous threesome sex Okay, friend. but where are you going to find a unicorn? This is the unicorn of unicorns. <laughs> where are you going to find a unicorn who's going to be like, yeah, no, that's cool. I don't need to have it's sex with anybody never, else except for you guys. It's never going to happen. No. It's just not a possibility. No, unless you become a triad. Right. And so in that, like, in my mind, it's like... Because I'm, I don't really, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm interested in the other scenario where it's random mm-hmm. stuff. And, and I also am under the impression, and we don't need to go on about it because you already sort of said your thing about it. But I also feel like it'd be too hard to, if I was in a relationship, bring a third person in and not have collateral damage. So mm-hmm. I'd rather not because it's just too much. I right. feel like it'd be too much uh, work. So... I I feel like it's just never going to happen for me, <laughs> and I've just ex- accepted that because. <laughs> but is it something you're curious about? Um, We're getting so personal. I, this my, so I don't want personal. my mom to listen to this. In the dis- in the scenario that I described, the impossible scenario, mm-hmm. that sounds like it could be enjoyable, right? But I know it's never going to happen, mom, and I'm not. So maybe I definitely don't want it to happen because, <laughs> and that's why I'm making it impossible. But just think how nice that would be. Mm-hmm. Like, because you can have a nice proper cuddle. You Like, you really enjoy each other. Yeah. You can start doing things that are a little bit more ad- adventurous. Okay, what about this scenario? Here, I'm a fixer. Here's my, here's my solution to this. Okay. So you get the impossible unicorn. Mm-hmm. But obviously, if they find someone that they have a quality relationship with beyond your threesome, they take a break for a little while and try to pursue that. And if it doesn't work out, they come back, but with paperwork, like they get tested again. (laughs) Paperwork. Everyone gets tested again. and then Let's all get our paperwork together. I know it's not sexy, but it's such a necessary step if you're going to start opening up your relationship. Everybody has to regularly get tested. Sure. No, of course. Um, uh, and yeah, that's not bad. But I think that you can uh, have multiple threesomes in a short period of time mm-hmm. and still have fun with it where no one's doing anything else and everything's great. And you... Um, feel really comfortable with these people. And, and then, then you can, move on. Yeah. Like, it's not something that's got to be, oh, I need to be married to two women that sleep together. Like, <laughs> Who would say such a thing? <laughs> the well, there's nerve. a whole part of the world. <laughs> I did that for nine years. Um, but yeah, you know, there's always a way. If you have enough imagination and your partner has enough imagination, really anything is possible. Yeah, you and your partner, but it's, it's again, this other person that you're just like, hey, we love you. Um, all right. So next question. <laughs> did we answer that? I so think we did. Okay. Communication. Tons of communication, research, yeah. careful steps. Yeah. You need to keep checking. They got in. it. Yeah. We, we touched we on all sorts of different scenarios. They, they know what they're in for now. We touched it all. <laughs> okay. So this is our last question. My husband and I have a young child and I haven't been working since I'm staying home with our kid. I deal with some mental health stuff, plus I had postpartum depression, so bouncing back from having a baby has been hard on many levels. 
How do I stop resenting my husband for the freedom he gets in leaving the house and having a life? And how can I find my way back to who I used to be? So I, I'm, I had a baby. I had postpartum issues. I deal with whatever this other mental health stuff is. He's having a great time. He's going to work. It's probably mainly what he does is going to work and he's, you know, but he doesn't have the same uh, problems that, you know, getting out of the house. Yes. So how do you get out of the house? How do they find their way back to who they were? You know, it feels like it's this similar answer that we gave before with the sex thing, but Mm -hmm. it was just like... um, who what were you do before? You do? <laughs> What's <laughs> your thing? There. Like, what do Who you, were you like? Before? What yeah. were the parts of you that you loved that you feel like have, have been sacrificed to parenthood? Exactly. So interests start there. You know what? Which of those interests can you nurture while still fulfilling your responsibilities? Mm-hmm. Painting. Um, maybe. And but hey, by the way, you don't even need to like re rehash old interests you no. can find new interests conjure some new ones yeah for sure it, it, painting could be one like find a way to be social with your kid as well like i know mommy groups are not necessarily for everyone all the time but mm-hmm. at least it's a chance to get out of the house before you know if your kid's not old enough for daycare yet um there's also a pretty huge presumption that your husband's having an awesome time working maybe mm. he hates working maybe he would love to be at home with your kid hmm and then you have to go to work? Presumably, that's another... We don't know enough about no, this. No, we don't. So let's just say maybe your husband's not loving his life so much either. You know, like everyone's making sacrifices when you've got kids yeah, at I, home. Yeah, like, so that this is touching on the resentment thing. Mm-hmm. And that is a good... That I totally glossed over that because yeah. I was just like, <laughs> how does this person who I do not know any of their interests get back into their interests? Because yeah. the answer was just go do it. Yeah. Nike. Yeah, um, if only it were that easy. Just sometimes. get, you know, but get out there, girl. But the the resentment thing is, mm-hmm. yeah. How do I not resent again? I could just say, don't do it. Like, wh- why? <laughs> I think there there has to be a balanced approach in understanding that even though he gets to leave the house, mm-hmm. it may not be such a glorious experience, especially depending on the job. If he's got to deal with people all day long, that is. But not- also, do we have to sit there and go? Um, no, no, it's not as good as it, what, what if it is great? Well, maybe it is. What if it is fantastic? <laughs> he gets out of the house. He, he doesn't like have to deal with, uh, home life issues if there are any, mm-hmm. and he goes and he has a great time selling car parts or something. I don't know. And, and, oh, sometimes it's a rough day, but yeah, I, I actually like dealing with problems and overcoming adversity. You know, that's. Okay. My, so yeah, let's say his he's life having is a ball. Grand. Why'd you have to feel like I get the resentment thing, but also like, like be happy for him. Like, mm-hmm. why don't you try? Like, is, do we have to like give her the, he actually, his life sucks too. Don't resent him. <laughs> his life sucks too. No, just, this is on you. It's yeah. you're the person that, that's feeling the resentment. You have and to shape your reality. Yeah. What do you think about gratitude journals or that whole idea of a, a, grat- dear, a conscious gratitude? A dear, practice? dear friend of mine has started practicing gratitude. And? She loves it and it's changed her life. Yeah, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. And to me, it's a, a religious practice without the religion. Kind of, yeah. It's, it's like erasing the sort of... Uh, divine aspect of mm-hmm. it if you will yep. 
and just saying, hey, I'm just going to be grateful for things that uh, obviously... It's like secular ritual. That's right. It is exactly that. Yeah. So, and it's helping her. Yeah. She she loves it. And and those are and that's a great thing to offer this woman. Yeah, to, I think so too. Like like I think, your life isn't you're not falling apart, I'm sure. Well, you know, it's all relative, <laughs> isn't it? But even like But there are things that I'm sure you can find. And this is it. Like thankfulness. Even in like trauma recovery, I have no idea what the mental health issues this person is dealing with mm-hmm. are, but in trauma recovery, one of the things you can do when you're triggered and everyone uses that term now, but when you're legit triggered, right, right, right. Is you the like, best way to use the word triggered is to say legit in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to you know everyone uses that word they really demean it. But when you're legit, <laughs> that's the clinical term. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not when you're just like pretend namby pamby <laughs> triggered, but when you're legit. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I could only have made that better by saying when you're like legit like when your toes triggered like triggered oh jesus thanks when you're triggered to the max (laughs) to the tits even (laughs) when you're uber triggered that's all i'm saying (laughs) anyway (laughs) um one of the practices you can do is call on your senses like what do you see what do you smell Mm -hmm. what do you hear and it just like brings everything right back so i feel like Actively looking for things to be grateful for every day is one of those... Dangerous with a kid around because you're hearing them scream because there's crap in their diaper, which you're smelling. (laughs) So don't always practice those things. Yeah, and I'm not suggesting that she do the five sensory PTSD response, but I am likening the gratitude practice to that because both are very visceral and tangible. And like, Be sensitive to the things around you which are positive and wonderful. Because you do start actively looking every day for things to add to the list and it honestly shifts your mindset. It's edifying. Can we use that word edifying? Let's do. I love a good word. Legit edifying. (laughs) Totes edifying. And um, I wonder if this is a crazy suggestion. I just thought of um, what if she practices that with her husband? Ooh, is that a positive thing? I think it could be. And then it's maybe if you if if this is crazy. This is just coming to me in a, uh, like a tidal wave, like a tsunami of wisdom. If she practices this with her husband and hears the things that he's grateful for, maybe she won't resent him as much because she'll realize that he appreciates these things. Because uh-huh. when someone actually isn't just going through life going like, and you're like, he doesn't really know how great he has it. That's when the resentment mm-hmm. can kick in. But if she, he goes, no, actually, I love having you at home taking care yeah. of our child. Or yeah. I love that I'm able to go in and get out and do these things. Even though you can't do them, you're still like, yeah, okay, he gets it. Yep. These are really these are things that he's actually grateful for. And yeah. that might help as well. Yeah, I think it's a great suggestion. You're surprisingly <laughs> good at this. I got to write this down. This, this so, is, I got to write a book. The se- yeah, I endorse that for sure. I think the secret to having a successful relationship is to not have a successful relationship. What? Oh. All right, are you unpacking Can we can that? I can I call you on something before what? we wrap this up? What did I say? Well, you keep saying you have failed relationships. <laughs> and I don't feel like that's a thing. Just talk to these ex-girlfriends and... Uh, <laughs> will they say that? I don't know. I feel like you probably... Maybe some of them will. Well, how much did you learn about yourself? Yeah, no. Screw it, those ladies. Or don't <laughs> anymore. Not now. Not now. No. But what did you learn about yourself? Uh, you always learn things from relationships. So, and, yeah. and we sa- I think we said that. Uh, well, I said that, uh, and I think we've both said that. I don't know if you have 
on the mic, but as it's a <laughs> joke. Um, relationships, I'm sure there there has to be failed relationships. Well, we all like that when they don't that when they don't last, they're not necessarily failures. But there no. must be some that are just failures. I don't know. I feel I, like there are relationships that can last a lifetime that are failed relationships. Ooh. Yes, yes. Like these people who become zombies, who just go through the motions of every day Mm -hmm. just so they have someone there to... No, that's absolutely true. And I feel like some people we've answered questions for are in failed relationships. (laughs) I'm just joking. But no, you're right to say that uh, when you learn things, when you grow as a person, uh, and maybe you don't grow, but you still have learned something, which I guess is a type of growth. But you know what I'm saying, where you're just like, Mm -hmm. it was just a bad scene. Like, they're not, you can't... But you've always had... um, experience love if you have those types of uh, mm-hmm. experiences it's not really a failed relationship but it's just not one that's lasted um and that doesn't really speak to this woman no but i thought we answered her question we did answer her question and uh reach for the things that fill you in the past look for new things to fill you now where you're at at this time in your life <laughs> there's just start a gratitude there. practice reach for the your husband who <laughs> filled you before <laughs> And then if he's not filling you anymore, reach for other toys and things that can fill you now. This isn't a sex question. This is just like a life question. You said it. I didn't say that. You said the filling thing. I just. I meant emotionally yeah. filling, and, spiritually, uh, creatively. And and you'll be fine. Keep your chin up. <laughs> the best advice. Keep your chin up. Keep your chin up. Keep your stick on the ass. Goodbye. No. Um, <laughs> but yes, we did answer that and... We did speak to my failed relationships. Not failed. Uh, and in your failures as well. Um, At 69. <laughs> not knowing how to do 69 properly. <laughs> I'm so glad I learned something today. If it's two girls, though, I'm very confused. I feel like you just have to trade off. Like one is doing the heavy lifting and then... Heavy lifting? Isn't that... Do I not know how... Th- <laughs> Do I not know how 69s go? One of them has to do all the heavy lifting and the ropes has to do the ropes. And then then you switch up and the other person does the ropes and makes sure the swings. Am I? Do I have this wrong? And then the other one. Arguably, you may have it right. Like both people can't be paddling at the same time. You got to get to give the one person the paddle. They use that. And then the other person gets the paddle. They use it. Um, so yes, you're 69. We are going to devote an entire episode to this new <laughs> exploration. You're like, I thought I learned about 69ing. Turns out Joel had no idea what a 69 entailed. <laughs> but I now know what both shibari and paddling are. So yay. Thanks, Joel. Success. Uh, it's been a wonderful time again uh, on I Do and I Don't. If you have any questions. Or if you find that you cannot validate Joel's success guarantee. If you have any, if a lawyer needs to contact me, because no. you have a bunch of, by the way, we just said that caveat about failed relationships, so you can't really come at us. No. Because we'll say no fail. relationships have failed. Ha ha, beat you. Um, but if if for some reason my advice killed your relationship, uh, that's on you. You did it wrong. And um, But if you have any questions or concerns, contact Kat at... I do and I don't show at gmail.com. She'll read the questions and we'll answer the interesting ones. So make them interesting. Don't lie. Don't lie. Don't just make things up so that we come on, guys, behave. We'll be back uh, for another exciting episode next week. Mm-hmm.